Section 34 of Shakespeare Identified. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Shakespeare Identified in Edward de Vere by J. Thomas Looney. Section 34 Manhood of de Vere, Part 4. Mention has been made of his association with and patronage of men of letters. One such instance of literary patronage carries us to the next landmark in tracing out his dramatic activities. The object of De Vere's benevolence in this case was Lily, who dedicated the second part of his celebrated work to his patron. Shakespeare's intimacy with Euphuism is one of the much-debated points in connection with the authorship problem, the difficulties of which disappear almost automatically under our present theory. Mr. W. Crisnock, in English drama in the age of Elizabeth, speaking of Lily and his struggles against poverty, says, he found more effective patronage at the hands of the Earl of Oxford, who himself practiced the dramatic art. By him, Lily was entrusted with the management of the troupe known as the Oxford Boys, which was under his protection. It is probable that the players who had named their company after this nobleman publicly acted the plays written by their patron. In the same work occurs also the following passage. Side by side with the poets who earned their living by composing dramas, we may observe a few members of the higher aristocracy engaged in the task of writing plays for the popular stage, just as they tried their hands at other forms of poetry for the pure love of writing. But the number of these high-born authors is very small, and their appearance is evanescent. Edward, Earl of Oxford, known chiefly as a lyric poet, is mentioned in Puttenham's Art of English Poesy, as having earned, along with Edwards the choir-master, the highest commendation for comedy and interlude. Mears also praises him as being one of the best poets for comedy. The contemporary testimony to his dramatic preeminence mentioned in the passage quoted is of first importance, for, although we have fixed upon his lyric work as the key to the solution of the problem, it is his position as a writer of drama with which we are most directly concerned. Slight, then, as are the traces of his literary and dramatic activity during the fourteen years following his visit to Italy, they are of such a character as to prove that the greater part of the energy which he had sought at one time to devote to military or naval enterprises was largely directed to literature and the drama, and that he must have been expending his substance lavishly upon these interests. His position amongst the aristocratic patrons of drama was evidently quite distinctive. We do not find that any of the others were literary men of the same caliber, that they were associated so directly with the plays that were being staged by their companies, or that they shared in an equal degree the bohemian life of the players, as did the Earl of Oxford. Nor are any of the others singled out for the same kind of special notice in modern works on the Elizabethan drama. Although other companies of actors are referred to as boys, it is to Oxford's company that the name seems to have been most particularly attached. This frequent reference to his company as the Oxford Boys is suggestive, too, of a personal familiarity and the kindly interest of an employer in the needs and welfare of the men he employed. 
from every indication we have of his character he was not the man to keep his gold continually imprisoned in his bags to use his own phrase whilst there were playwrights or actors about him whom he could benefit everything betokens a relationship similar to that which had existed between hamlet and his players and which he expresses in his welcome to them on renewing his intercourse with them you are welcome masters welcome all i am glad to see thee well welcome good friends oh my old friend then there is hamlet's admonition to polonius good my lord will you see the players well bestowed do you hear let them be well used use them after your own honour and dignity the less they deserve the more merit is in your bounty seeing moreover that oxford's company has passed into the history of english drama as the oxford boys what shall we make of hamlet speaking of his company as the boys do the boys carry it away more important however are the instructions and criticism which hamlet as a patron of play-actors offers to his company his whole attitude is just such as a patron of oxford social position literary taste and dramatic enthusiasm would naturally assume toward a company which he was not only patronizing but directing in this matter no quotation of passages would suffice for our purpose we can only ask the reader bearing in mind all we have been able to lay before him of oxford's poetic work life and character to read through the whole of that part of the play which treats of hamlet's dealings with the players acts two and three scene two if he does not feel that we have here an exact representation of what oxford's handling of his own company would be our own work in these pages must have been most imperfectly performed as the management of the oxford boys was entrusted to lily it will be seen that the writer in most continuous association with the earl of oxford during those years in which he was producing the plays that are supposed to have perished was the author of euphues now it was precisely in this period that lily was himself giving forth plays so that some kind of correspondence between his own work and his master's was inevitable it becomes then a question of some importance whether these plays of lilies link themselves on in any distinctive way with the plays of shakespeare we invite therefore some special attention first of all to what sir sidney lee has to say on this point it was only to two of his shakespeare's fellow dramatists that his indebtedness as a writer of either comedy or tragedy was material or emphatically defined lily and marlowe marlowe was a younger man and the work from his pen tragedy which sir sidney lee associates with shakespeare's belongs to the later or shakespearean period proper lilly is therefore the only dramatist of this earlier or preparatory period fifteen eighty to fifteen ninety two whose work in the opinion of sir sidney lee foreshadows the work of shakespeare between fifteen eighty and fifteen ninety two he lilly produced eight trivial and insubstantial comedies of which six were written in prose one was in blank verse and one in rhyme much of the dialogue in shakespeare's comedies from love's labors lost to much ado about nothing consists in thrusting and parrying fantastic conceits puns and antitheses this is the style of the intercourse in which most of lilly's characters exclusively indulge 
three-fourths of lily's comedies lightly revolve about topics of classical and fairy mythology in the very manner which shakespeare first brought to a triumphant issue in his midsummer night's dream shakespeare's treatment of eccentric characters like don armado in love's labors lost and his boy moth reads like a reminiscence of lily's portrayal of sir topas a fat vainglorious knight and his boy epiton in the comedy of endymion while the watchmen in the same play clearly adumbrate shakespeare's dogberry and Verges. the device of masculine disguise for lovesick maidens was characteristic of lily's method before shakespeare ventured on it for the first of many times in two gentlemen of verona and the dispersal through Lily's comedies of songs possessing every lyrical charm is not the least interesting of the many striking features which Shakespeare's achievements in comedy seem to borrow from Lily's comparatively insignificant experiments. In the article on Lily, which the same writer contributes to the Dictionary of National Biography, he raises doubts as to Lily's authorship of certain lyrics which appear in his dramas on the grounds of their superiority it cannot be questioned then that lily and his work constitute a most important link in the chain of evidence connecting the work of shakespeare with the earl of oxford only under the influence of the stratfordian theory cause is mistaken for effect End of section thirty four